Good evening. This is How to Be Unpopular podcast number 248. Uh, happy summer, moving into fall, moving into winter. It's hoodie weather and excellent skating weather. Probably my favorite weather to skate in September, October. It doesn't last for very long, but it's just a good temperature, especially in Kamloops. We have a lot of blue sky. A lot of sunshine. Uh, you're pra- you're well practiced with all of your moves. Things feel good. So everybody enjoy their. Oh, September's over. That's right. We're in October now. But enjoy that fall going into winter skating. It's a special time. It doesn't last for very long. Fingers crossed for a uh, mild winter in Kamloops. The wizard frame testing era, we got to skate so much and I'm hoping that that happens again. The last winters have not been good. It's just been like one dump of snow and then you're just stuck inside thinking of skating a lot. But there will be a lot of commentaries and things like that if there's lots of snow. So people benefit either way. Um, And we have hoodies for sale. they don't ship everywhere. Somebody asked if you if they ship to Macedonia, and uh, there's they, they don't ship everywhere. So um, we have them. I'm a Grom. I ordered two colors. I think Todd ordered two colors. Uh, I'm such a Grom. I get equally as excited to get a hoodie with our own logo on it than I do a Senate hoodie from way back when or a Medium. I'm that much of a Grom. Um, so hoodies are available um, on Teespring. There might actually be a link like uh, underneath this screen that you can just click on, but no pressure. Um, there's not a lot of hoodies in skating though. Hoodies are a classic uh, thing that you could mix with a good pair of pants and a hot setup. And I swear with a hoodie, you're, you skate just like, maybe 11% more stylish. And if you put the hood up, I can't anymore because I wear a helmet. But when I put my hood up, you're the aggressive skater cosplay. Um, You know, you start referencing Petty and Brian Jaggers in your head and you just put that extra little bit of sauce on your tricks. So highly recommend getting a hoodie to up your style game. I've seen where people wear the helmet, you put the hoodie on and then you put the helmet over top. I might experiment with that more, but my head is so giant, it barely fits into an ex- extra large triple eight helmet. So I would have to do something about uh, getting an even bigger size or, or um, like a special hood that's very thin material. Anyways, uh, and I will be doing my pants video and it will be uh, public and not on Patreon because like the Todd video, these are some of the most important action sports videos um, ever created on the face of the earth. So um, me talking about pants, it needs a wide audience. As many people need to see it as possible. And if you thought Todd's pants collection was good, I have some doozies. Cause he just did like a, I think in the last year, I'm gonna do the last two years and talk about a couple other pairs of pants before that. And I have, I still held on to a pair of ghost jeans, the super acid wash ones. 
I gotta skate in those ones. They're really funny. Like the 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 pant tightness that we got to compared to what we thought it was. Like I remember when Shima and Elliot were wearing. I think they were just black five hundred ones. Those are all like those are baggy. Those feel bigger. And I think people were calling those tight pants. Those are just regular fitting pants now. Um, and there was Nick Riggle in an old video as well, but, or Dion Anthony, even like Dion's pants are so tight, he'll be shooting blanks for a week. I think they were just like a pair of like nicely fitting 501. So the tightness of pants got so tight, so spider leg, uh, the, ghost, the ghost pants, you'll see them. You know what I'm talking about probably. Uh, Todd was on Jump Street. Excellent podcast. I really enjoyed it. Just check if I'm in focus here. Okay, good. I'm in focus. Uh, definitely watch that or listen to that. If they'll have me on, I will go on after MB8 comes out. There's also, Todd did the Kelsa podcast and the Danny podcast. There's a lot of good stuff to listen to and absorb. Um, we have other podcasts coming up. I will hopefully uh, pick up the slack and not just do these, but actually have guests. Um, but I mean, Todd's really good at it. So thank you, Todd, for doing all that. Uh, MB8 is close to wrapping filming, not in general, just for 2020. There's still one more year of filming, but it's been really good and solid in terms of there's every once in a while you have a couple sessions where there's a clear direction and feel that you just start to go down a path and understand this is what the video will be like which I don't I don't want to say too much more than that but um, there was a couple of those sessions over summer where just hit you just hit a groove uh, you just film a whole bunch of stuff and then all of a sudden something clicks and the fact that we're going to be filming this month, possibly over the winter, depending on weather. Aggressive skating kind of feels like shit in the winter time. It has to be pretty nice, especially as you get older and if you don't have a lot of time to warm up is probably one of the most important parts of skating in the winter. We don't have that luxury as much, uh, like for a lunchtime session, you don't want to strain anything. Uh, just the other day, I strained my hamstring slightly because I didn't, I got out of the car at lunch. I was heavily caffeinated. Todd was warmed up and I just went into filming a couple things and it was a, it was a UFO cess trick, which surprisingly, surprisingly my legs still bend that way. Um, but I pulled something, not anything bad. I could easily skate today if I wanted to, but Gotta watch those warm-ups as you get older. And if that was in the winter, I think that shit would be pulled even harder. Um, but I'm really excited about MB8 and the fact that there's a whole other year of filming. That smile. I, I think about it and I get that, like, the Grom excited feeling. That's hard to explain, but it happened on my face there. Um, there will be some new wizard edits coming in the winter. It's just a rumor, but there will be some new wizard edits coming.
quite excited about that. Because we got the, there's the undercover wheel, which we don't have um, and we can't get right now, but we're trying to get it so we can film on it. Um, and there's the new wizard liner, which I'm excited to film in, which we have. Um, so wizard stuff is coming. And also it's very smart to do more wizard or big wheel stuff in the winter. It's better for the body and it's good for the mind to switch it up from skating aggressive. You come up with kind of like new moves or ideas that you can uh, transfer one to the other. It's really good to switch up setups in general once in a while because it makes you appreciate uh, how specific one setup is for one thing. And then there's also more spots that you can skate in Wizards because if you're in aggressives, most of the time you need something to slide on or to grind on. Um, not all the time, but most of the time, at least for me. Like if I have a pair of aggressives on, I'm looking to slide on objects in different positions with my skates and do things in and out. Airs, if you have a good park, yeah, airs. But then there's always things to slide at parks. Uh, and rough pavement, you can skate rough pavement and you can skate in the cold in Wizards. It just feels better skating in the cold in big wheels than aggressive. Um, there's something that I can see right now. It's one thing and another thing. It's two items that are uh, dropping on the shop tomorrow morning, Vancouver time, early in the morning. I'm not sure what time. So if you're listening to this uh, before that, that's exciting. But if you're listening to this in the future, you may have missed these things. I'm looking at them and I'm very excited, but I can't say much more. Um, but they're so limited edition that they almost don't exist. They will exist for a little bit, but then they probably won't exist if they sell it. Or I, I don't know, maybe they're going to be on the shop for a really long time and they will exist for a long time but they're still gonna be super limited edition that they almost don't exist. So keep an eye out for that. And then if this goes well, um, down further down the road, it's something that we're thinking about expanding on in some way, but it's hard to say with, with these types of things. Um, so I skated REMS. Um, I talked about it a ton on the Patreon, which there's no pressure at all to join. Don't worry about it. But if you like really in-depth, nerdy stuff, um, that is the place to go. But I would want to say a few points that I realized skating them. I skated REMS for such a long time. If you listen to the uh, all the rollerblades I've owned, podcast or audio, it's on it's on YouTube. I skated REMS a lot and for a long time, not just REMs, the UFS ones, but the OG remedies before that. The amount of pairs that I've had of those, um, probably more than even K2 I skated quite a bit, but I think REMs I skated the most out of everything. And it's funny, there was a long gap um, in not skating them and then trying them again. I had the Sola frames 
on them because I still prefer to skate the old rem sole system which is the heel piece is different and then there's the two sole pieces on the front and the back slide so it's it's a channel of plastic that's really low on a flat heel boot that's close to your foot lots of people snapped frames especially mooks because that would flex but solar frame was a great thing to try with it because it stiffened up the bottom and the skates were definitely <laughs> uncomfortable compared to I'm skating intuitions in both aggressive skates and wizards now so skate fit and feel they're just it's comfortable across the board so it was amazing how uncomfortable it was even with the half v-liners which i use between different skates um uncomfortable but the v-cut and the cuffless feel and how low um how low to the ground they were felt incredible and the sole system i think is still really good that it doesn't the newer sole has that big plastic piece through the middle, so it raises it up, but the old style sole is like that, that solo frame is so close to your foot. Um, and the juice style, like the fin on the back of rims, I'm surprised that that's not standard on more skates. Um, I love the way it locks. Um, the, yeah, so the V-cut, the low profile of the boot, um, and the soul system were all incredible things that I would love if they were implemented more on other skates. Like, uh, I would love to try a V cut intuition on a V cut cuff them. And I do still think them people might disagree, but like you look at how the throne, um, had that tumor, just that heel, or you look at heel plate design that the rims is great that it's this squared off, piece it's not ugly either like how I, how the aeon has the fin i don't think it looks great but the rims is kind of like this rounded piece and it has the on the negative too it has that like angled piece anyways i'll stop i just wanted to say that rims were popular with people for a reason the feel is still unlike any other skate and i do think there are design elements that even ported over from the OG remedies are still very valuable in skating. The V-cut especially is an underrated thing in aggressive skating. And I only tried adapts briefly. I need to try them eventually. The sole looks really big on them though. I like that the rem sole system, the older one at least, was like still quite uh, form-fitting to the boot. Like the, it didn't look like it jutted out when you looked down at your feet. Anyways, that's enough about that. Um, so I tried, I tried a ton of wheels in the last two years, or mostly in the last year, but I tried, um, I like mixing it up just to see, uh, what everything feels like. And I tried face wheels again. Oh, uh, one more thing on the rims. I had the, those undercover apex wheels on the solos. Fast solid uh, almost to the point where I'm only going to use them obviously for that part I don't want to use them on street I want those wheels to last a long time they felt amazing um, I, I, I I don't know what what the rems would have felt like with just like a standard plastic frame but um, 
I do think I had a more enjoyable experience because it had solos and those Apex 60mm metal core wheels. Anyways, I tried face wheels again. Um, something that we skated for the longest time. The green wheels are in uh, Better Than Baseball, Mushroom Blading 1, Mushroom Blading 2, 3, 4, um, 5, 6, uh, and then a bunch of stuff after that. The green wheels, the green is now part of the mushroom blading, the big wheels that we make with undercover, but the green came from face wheels. Because anybody knows the backstory, there was these giant boxes that you could get on eBay. Um, there was the 60s with the spoked core, and then I randomly got 57s with uh, the face profile it's called, which now 5050 makes. Roses kind of has it, and K2 had it as well. Um, but it's amazing how bad the wheels felt. They rolled. The 85A still felt amazing. The green still looks incredible. Um, the profile still feels good. But it, I'm pretty sure in a lot of those boxes, and the reason why those boxes existed is that there was bum, bum, bunged up wheels, bum wheels where the core was maybe a little bit, this still happens with wheels, but where the, where it's poured maybe off center or like you spin it and you can see the line maybe looks wobbly. So it's so funny looking back, I remember skating formula one frames flat with those 57 face wheels. And I remember skating, uh, 50, 50 core frames. And I always thought that once in a while, like I had a bad frame or something that you drop into a bank and you would feel a wobble or something felt off. And it, and now in retrospect, I realized that you would have maybe, uh, seven good wheels and one bad one, or maybe two bad wheels and six good ones. And two were kind of like wobbly and off center. And the urethane is just not nearly as good as uh, everything that's made today. It was just slower urethane. And the other thing to think about with face wheels is that they're 20, they're possibly 20 years old, those wheels. 20, I'm pretty sure. So even if they were good in the late 2000s, early 2010s, maybe they've gotten even worse over time. The point is, Pretty much every aftermarket wheel will be better today. There's some that are better than others, but they're not nearly as good as I thought they were now that I've tried more wheels. Just wanted to share that. And I don't know, stock wheels aren't, stock wheels have gotten a little bit better, but stock wheels are still stock wheels. The profiles are good, um, but that's me being nerdy about face wheels. I'm very excited to get the Danny Skate. I'm excited about the Wizard Liner. I'm just excited about everything right now. Um, I love, I love uh, how shocking the skate rollout was and reading all the controversy about the skate. Uh, it's funny, the, all of the, even the negative talk around the skate or people obsessing over it it's they're giving the skate 
even more power and more marketing. I, and I don't think, I'm not sure if there'll be a skate after this that will create such a stir. And if there is, that's a big, that's going to be a big stir. But Todd and Danny talked about on the podcast, Todd was saying he's excited to put on a complete and roll, which I, yeah, I was thinking about it. I haven't done that in a long time for an aggressive skate. It's always been, you take the frame or the stock wheels off or it's, it's a boot only and you, you set it up. You just put your foot in it, probably at a super feet and you just go. Um, and the wizard liner, it's such a great, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not building. Enhancement? Yes. Enhancement? Is that the word I'm looking for? Such a great enhancement? No, it's not the word. The word will come to me. But I love that the new Wizard Liner feels like skating without the wraps on the previous one, but there's a wrap built into it and a tongue piece that it's thin, but supportive and responsive that I'm very excited about doing new tricks in that. Sorry if I uh, couldn't find that word. I'm excited about lots of other things too, but some things I can't even discuss yet. There's projects on the horizon. It's just an exciting time in general. Which brings me to the next point. I was listening to a a podcast called Another Level. It's a skiing podcast. The level one ski filmmaker people who I like some of their videos are good and then some are just not good but they make one every year so you're gonna have ones that are great and some that are not great. Some of the music choices and things once in a while is just it's not my style but they're great either way. You should look up level one on the iTunes store online. I'm not sure what's which ones are free and which aren't. Anyways, Eric Iberg was on there who made some legendary ski films and worked with legendary people like Phil Casabon, Henry Carlo, Tanner Hall. He's such a good, he's a great personality to listen to. Um, his style's close to Joe Navran, um, at least for me. I don't know about for other people. He had such a great quote though near the end where I think they were poking and prodding him to maybe talk shit or be more outspoken about the state of skiing. How it was currently when he was talking about who he liked to watch or what videos, if he's following it. it sounded like he's not following it as much, skiing that is. But he had a quote where he said, I can't really talk shit right now because I'm not making anything myself. And if I was making stuff, I would feel better about talking shit. And I thought that that was such a great quote because there's almost this, there was an initial wave I remember of, of uh, people coming back to the sport or it was with the big wheel thing or there was just a wave of, um, of pushback on skating going through changes kind of in the mid 2010s. Um, there's a lot of arguing and um, skating should be this way or I liked it when it was better when it was this way or the classic where's the hammers or you know 
you know all of the conversations. And there's definitely been a second wave of it now brought on by lots of people getting back into skating, people having more time, people being stuck inside more, uh, things just being more tense. So bleh, just a, opinions and things coming out. Uh, it's almost like, um, it's almost like entertainment. Uh, I heard a quote from someone saying like, I just like to read a, like a 30 to 60 comment thread that's my entertainment it does feel like that sometimes but I think it would be amazing if some people that have strong opinions not all but even some if they if they started working on a video project started a company a podcast like a YouTube channel where you just rant to the camp I, I'm not ranting right now I'm um, it's been called droning on before, which I always warn people at the start of tech videos, if you would like to listen to a 38 year old grown adult drone on for this amount of time about this thing, then you've come to the right place. It's a very well laid out disclaimer. Um, but I would love, you know, instead of like typing out a huge comment, ranting to the camera, having a, it doesn't even have to be a YouTube channel. It could be a podcast or a company where you try and uh, take what you really like about skating and just go in that direction and do it for a long time because you love to do it and because you're very passionate about skating but I feel like a lot of energy and passion is getting lost in these the conversations are great and it is a form of entertainment but I would love for it to hit a bigger level because imagine like if Joe Navran or um, Bo Coddington or um, Pat Lennon, if they just never made videos, how boring skating would be or how one directional it would have been. Um, that it's important for people who feel very passionate about a certain style of skating or a way skating should look or um, or they want to articulate their thoughts about skating not in a typing comment form but in like a, being able to articulate it this way in terms of a podcast you watch you watch like certain jump street episodes and it's just so great to get more insight behind the mind of a certain skater and it it adds extra layers to their part and not everybody can do it or articulate it but at least trying to and getting it out there in a different form. I just think skating would benefit from more crazy visions and companies and like take it even further in other directions and also bring the traditional stuff back if that's what you really like. You could try your hardest to, to this is what I think skating is for me. I just think it would add to, skating's already very exciting, but it would add to it even more. And that people that did stuff over the past 10 years, they're not, they're not, it's because they didn't quit and leave skating and kept doing it that it helps skating go in a direction, not the direction, but a direction. So, I will, I'll end it this by saying like anybody who's frustrated with the direction of skating, 
there's no one direction of skating. There's many directions. And But if you stumble across something you don't like and you think, how can skating be like this? Or how can this person have a, this pro product? Or I can't believe the state of skating. You just, you just have to understand, like, it's people who just didn't quit and didn't leave the sport and just kept doing it um, because they really love it. And, and that's the way they like to skate. And it's not, it's not purposely, uh, it's not purposely getting rid of tradition. It's just, that's the direction they went in for that long amount of time. Um, we were just a couple of Groms from Canada who loved to skate and never stopped skating or making projects. We just kept going and going and going. There was this Fat Mike quote from the Fat Records documentary. I don't listen to that music barely at all anymore, um, but I love, I love watching documentaries on, especially music and the history of certain records. I listened to lots of Fat Records when I was what, like 13 or 14 or 12, and then just, I can't listen to it now. But there's an amazing Fat Mike quote, and I'm gonna paraphrase it, but he says, you don't have to be good at it. You just have to love what you're doing. Like you don't have to be good at a thing, you just have to love it. And I think that's a great part about skating right now. And I think when some people come back and are frustrated with the direction, it's just that they expected it to be one thing and it was a different thing. But it was only because a bunch of people were doing it the way they wanted to for a long period of time and it just evolved that way. So I love the idea of uh, people who maybe are really good at something and love doing it um, makes for just a wider range of stuff. I hope that made sense. And lastly, um, support the Patreon or don't. We'll still be making tons of stuff for here on the channel, um, things like this, pants videos, um, commentaries, possibly wizard edits. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping by. Keep skating or something. Um, until How to Be Unpopular 249. Have a good night.